Uh, welcome to today's broadcast of the Prison Forest School of Small Business. Here is where we um, address issues that are facing small businesses and we, may, we uh, provide solutions, uh, strategies and resources to help them overcome those issues. The broadcast today is a continuation of my author series. I am highlighting authors of business and business related books that um, present small business with um, ideas and out of the box approaches um, to how they can resolve the issues they are facing. Uh, today, I'm going to be having a conversation about networking. And my guest today is the one and only Mr. Frank Agen. I call him Mr. Networking. Um, Frank is a, the owner and uh, founder of Amspirit Business Connections. This is a networking organization that connects small businesses to reliable sources of quality referrals. And in Frank's words, he's a lifelong student and mentor of professional relationships and networking. Today, we're going to be, uh, incidentally, Frank is as authored uh, or co-authored over 37 books. That's amazing. Um, today, we're going to be focused on one of those books, Foundational Networking. And this book is about building the know, like, and trust to create a lifetime of extraordinary success. One of the reviewers of this book dubs Frank as America's leading expert on building real relationships through networking. This is great. Welcome to the broadcast, Frank. It is a pleasure indeed to have you. We're going to dive in and talk about networking. One book. <laughs> yes, one book, Foundational Networking. Um, when I read the book, Frank, um, the concepts, um, the important concepts that comes to the forefront is the idea that um, business owners need to have a presence, uh, they need to be altruistic, they need to have integrity in order to become the people or the person that they themselves would want to network with. Frank, why are those, why are having those qualities so important to um, being a good networker and building quality relationships? Well, I, I, you know, to back up, it's um, the genesis of the book was, you know, here I am. I've, I guess my backstory is I became, you know, I was an attorney. I was in a networking group and had the opportunity to buy it. And I bought it as an investment. And then I realized, okay, I've got this investment. I need to serve the membership. And so I really became what, as you term, as I exclaim, I'm a student of network. I'm always learning. You know, I've picked up something today. I mean, you're just learning every day. So I never really want to say I'm an expert, but I'm certainly learning and trying to teach. But one of the early things I noticed was that there were a lot of great books out there on networking. And I, I won't necessarily, I don't have to name them, but a lot of them were very tactical. Go here and do this, do this, sh shake hands, 30 second commercial. But what I noticed was is there were a lot of people who prescribed to the things those books said and had, for example, a great 30-second commercial, but really struggled when it came to networking. And then I noticed other people who really couldn't put a 30-second commercial together, but 
we're very proficient at getting referrals and getting people to introduce them to other people. And so I really became curious into that and started looking into it and realized that, you know, what there are things there that separate. Now, all things being equal, having a great 30 second commercial is a good thing. But all things aren't equal. You have people who, uh, you know, you 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 share the the three uh, the three platforms are, are found aspects of a foundation uh, with the audience. Having a presence. I mean, you walk into a room. Who do you want to network with? The person who is kind of downtrodden and you know down on their luck and you know oh woe is me, or the person who's like, hey, I'm here. You know, tell me about you. Well, it's kind of a rhetorical question, but yet you walk into networking events and you see the downtrodden person. Um, and it's, you know, I think people people give them a little bit of attention because they're being nice, but in their heart of hearts, they want to run for the hills because they just don't want to be around that energy suck. Um, and, you know, it's the same thing with, you know, with altruism you know, generosity, people want to be around people who are generous. Uh, if you have a choice, if you had a choice of, you know, the type of person you even if that person's not giving to you, I had this conversation with somebody the other day, it's like, I could be seeing you doing something for our mutual friend, Tanya. <clears throat> and that inspires me to like you, even though it's not benefiting me. Yeah. Because I know you're a good person and I know that good deed will work its way around the world and will help me. Um, you know, and it's likewise with respect to integrity is that we, you know, we need to have people who have integrity. <clears throat> They're reliable with, with respect to what they say. Um, and, um, you know, they're always sharing the credit. They're just, they're good people to be around. And so, you know, that's where those things came up and, and they really, they mirror what a lot of people talk about in, in networking of know, like, and trust, you know, that's really what those three things are. Awesome. You know, it's, it's interesting, Frank, that you said, even if it's not reciprocated, because I was going to segue right into that because um, the book also focuses so much on the importance of, you know, one-to-one -one relationships, serving others, as we were just talking about. And, and creating that like, know, and trust. But oftentimes, you know, as you said, it, it's not a reciprocal relationship. There are some people you meet in business that they just want to take, and they have not yet grasped, grasped the importance or the concept of um, it's a give and take. Um, and I want to ask you, um, why is it important or shed some light on why um, if someone, let's say you going to a networking event, you're giving, you're serving, you're building relationships, you're connecting with people, you're connecting people together, but you feel as if it's not reciprocated. Um, why is it important for you to keep going in that direction, even when you feel as if it's not being reciprocated. Yeah, you know, um, you know, just a quick story. Years ago, there was a, when I was practicing law, there was a, an attorney, a fellow attorney, who was very focused on helping people who um, were charged with 
driving under the influence, DUIs, right? Driving under, yeah, DUI. And um, and I somehow or another was running into these things all the time. And I'm not a court, I wasn't a courtroom attorney. I never was, never wanted to be. And so I was continually sending this person clients and um, just because it was kind of the right thing to do. And at one point he revealed to me, he said, you know, I will never send you a client. I'll never reciprocate um, because I do the, I can do all the things you can do, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily, wasn't necessarily true. I, I had a tax background, but that was his feeling and he wasn't going to send anything to me. And I didn't stop giving. I just stopped giving to him. <laughs> Very important point. <laughs> right. And it wasn't malicious, but it was just like, okay, my efforts are wasted. Um, and because that was, he had this attitude that he was, he, he just, his mind was closed to, to helping me. Um, and I wanted to put my efforts into people that would help me. And it's, and, and so, you know, that's a, that's a, an extreme example where it's blatant that something's never going to come back to me. But in most situations, Salome, I don't know for a fact it's not coming back to me. There are a few people that have reached out to, I'll give you a per- perfect example. This guy, his name is uh, RJ Lewis, just started a podcast. He reached out to me. I said, I heard all about you, Frank. Um, you know, I want to pick your brain. I want to kind of get started on the right foot. I'm young. I'm hungry. I want to do all the right things. And so, you know, I've introduced him here, introduced him here, this person, this person. Um, and not really expecting anything other than him just helping this person get us get a a footing in the business world and um he i invited him to the networking hub which for the listeners uh, salome's been on it i just have a monthly call with business people across the united states second wednesday of every month totally free pretty much open to anybody if anybody's interested talk to salome um but at any rate I invited him to that and he turned around. He said, would it be okay if I help promote this? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I figured I was doing something for you, but in his mind, he's out there meeting other people and maybe there's, here's a way I can finally give back to you, Frank. And so we just need to be patient with these things. Um, A lot of, you know, a lot of the people that we're helping are, you know, again, just trying to get their own footing and can't quite figure out how they're going to help us. Um, and even when we help other people, sometimes they just kind of work themselves, work it around. It works around to you somehow, some way, a daisy chain of activities that somehow benefits you and you don't even know they're connected. I find um, and the M spirit is a pretty good um, example of this. Um, it, it's about the 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 main goal of the organization is really to, to provide businesses, of course, with qualified referrals. But I feel the, um, the most value that you get from it is really the connections you make within the group that leads you to connections outside of the group. Yeah. And, and those connections take you to places that you would never have imagined. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's, and that's why networking is so powerful. And uh, I, sometimes I'm, I'm puzzled as to why it's not one of the cornerstones of, of every business, business, of every business person's 
uh, operations. It should be like, what are those things that you're always focusing on? Um, yeah. And I think there are a lot of people out there who do have networking as a cornerstone. It might not be Amspirit or one of our competitors. Um, it might be something that, you know, they've just kind of concocted themselves. I mean, we, we need other people to, to be successful. We just do. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about Amspirit and groups like it is it's just, it, it's, a, it's a reliable setting of like-minded people. Yeah. And simple. Awesome. What is your best advice, Frank, for new entrepreneurs? Someone who is um, coming into business, has no idea about how to network. They haven't yet, um, they don't know how to show up with that presence. <laughs> They're more about me, 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 rather than being altruistic. And they haven't developed a lot of those business qualities that um, someone in the room says, yes, I want to um, know that person, uh, do business with that person. What's your best advice for a new entrepreneur? Yeah, it's, it, it, it kind of feels, Salome, it kind of feels like you have my office bugged because 30 <laughs> minutes ago, I had a conversation with a, with, a, with a young man who just started in business. And he, somebody said, hey, you should talk to Frank. And I'm, I'm happy to give people 15 minutes of my time. It's not a big deal. Um, that was the very question he had, what should I do? And my response to him is, you should get involved in your community in, in, in a very, um, not in a calculated way, in a very genuine way. I want to help my community because that way people are seeing you give back, even if they're not, again, not benefiting directly. I can see this person helping the community. However, that manifests itself, you know, you know, maybe you're working a, a charity fundraiser or whatever it is. Um, and you're going to be, you're not going to be doing that by yourself. You're off volunteering. You're going to be doing it with other people who want to help the world uh, just like you do or help the, the community, however you define community. Mm -hmm. And they're going to learn what you're about. And, you know, they can't. Uh, They'll get to know you, they'll get to like you, they'll get to trust you, and they can't help but in some way help, you know, refer okay. business to you. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, that, is, that is such uh, um, a powerful example, because sometimes uh, with my real estate background, that's one of the things they always recommend is to get involved in the community. But oftentimes people are genuine about it. It's, it's, um, I'm, getting involved because I want to meet X person, Y person, because it's going to benefit me. I think just the way the universe works, if you're genuine and your heart is in the right place, it really is going to come back to you. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I want to, Frank, focus now on the concept of uh, influence. <laughs> and you're a big proponent on uh, um, the importance of creating influence. Um, we're in a environment now where, where you know, it's the fast-paced inter in internet, everything's immediate. Now we have an influencer for everything. Yep. <laughs> Everybody is, a, is an authority. Um, how would you say um, business, do you think that's a concept or the social media you know, get rich quick um, 
environment is something that business owners should be copying. Um, I've been talking to a lot of business owners about this very concept of um, copying what the influencers, social media influencers, et cetera, do, because they've created, they've mastered the art of creating huge communities, huge following. Um, and that is how they, um, they get their, that's how they make money. Is this, a, um, is this a strategy that businesses can copy successfully? Um, I, the people I've been talking to say, yes, that's, that's, you know, that's great, but we don't, there's not that face-to-face -face interaction with people yeah. that really builds a true relationship and a true connection. Yeah, you know, there's a lot to what you just said there. A couple things I will say is one, I would not buy, I, well, I, I don't buy into the claims of other people. People talk about these businesses they have, you know, seven figures, blah, blah, blah. My question is, are you counting the decimal places, right? I mean, because, right. you know, a million dollars is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, and people make these claims and these claims are totally unaudited. It's just their internal claims. Um, and so because somebody tells you they're great or said, somebody says they're great, mm -hmm. I, I don't really buy into it. Um, yeah. I, I really don't. But you know, when we, when we think of the notion of influencers and people see this and, it, and, and they look at the glamor, right? Oh, I can get on, I can put makeup on, maybe not me, but, uh, but you know, people, you know, I can put makeup on and people are gonna watch and they'll hang on my every word. Well, you know, not everybody can be a star quarterback in the NFL or a relief pitcher in Major League Baseball or the beautiful supermodel on, on the runway. Not everybody can. Um, and not everybody can be an influencer. And, you know, if you're aspiring to do that, that's fine. But you need to know that whoever has done that just didn't fall out of a tree yesterday to do this. They have been working it for a long time. Now, there's probably a story about somebody who just came out of nowhere. Um, and those are urban legends. But the people out there who've been successful have really, really worked at it. And they've had some long days and some long nights mm -hmm. um, and times where it was like, this might not work. Um, the other thing I'll say with respect to, you know, trying to emulate those sorts of things is I, I think about Facebook, not what Facebook is today, but what Facebook started as. Facebook started as a platform for guys to meet girls. That's what it was. That I mean, and, and I'm not belittling it, but my point is, is that Mark Zuckerberg put this thing together with a quasi noble purpose, right? It was a very small purpose. I'm just going to serve this community well. And then it started to take off and the community grew and changed, but it just started off with this noble person purpose. And so I, I use that as an example when I talk to new business people or people trying to you know, reinvent themselves because I want to be the next Facebook. It's like, you know what? People who try to be the next Facebook generally fail because they're trying to just be big without serving. And okay. so the first thing you need to do is just serve people. You want to be an influencer? Um, then just start influencing. Uh, however you want to do it. And it might be small and you might not like any money doing it. 
And that's okay. And if you're willing to not make any money influencing people and do that for several years, eventually the money will come. But you just can't say, okay, I want to be an influencer. Somebody send me, you know, swag and checks and that because I say I'm an influencer mm -hmm. or whatever it is, an entrepreneur. I mean, you've got to put the work in. Yeah. You know, Frank, um, you've mentioned that word a couple of times patience. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs, new business people haven't mastered that ability to just be patient. Um, yeah. They want it now, they want it yesterday. Yep. Um, but in my experience, and I'm sure in, as in yours, um, this can sometimes take years. Um, you know, I was on a, a podcast, um, actually a webinar the other day, and there was this famous guy talking about uh, how to help businesses create their brand. And at the end of the talk, he said, um, the, the facilitator asked him about his brand. And he said, after all these years, he's just narrowed down exactly what his brand should be. And yeah. I thinking here's a guy who's talking on work, speaking on world stages, <laughs> influencing people, but yet it has taken them this long to where he really feels that this is his brand and this is what he has to offer the world. Yeah. So, so that that concept of uh, being patient um, is amazing and not um, a lot of people, uh, well, takes time for them to, to get to that realization. Um, this book, Frank, Foundational Networking, um, it, it was, I really, um, you sent me another book on networking, and I thought that was um, an amazing book. It was an easy read. It was right to the point. And it was Susan, a mutual uh, uh, colleague of ours, that you sent it to her, and she got me onto it. And the book, um, the concepts in the book, I think it came out in 2008. Um, of course, we talked about the know, like, and trust. Networking, because of world events, as we know, COVID, et cetera, has moved um, way left into the virtual realm. Uh, other than it becoming more global, Frank, how do you think um, networking has changed? And um, has it changed for the better or not? What, what, what's your view? Um, I guess you have to define what change means. I mean, yeah, we're able to connect with people worldwide. Mm -hmm. But my main premise, I guess, is, is that it really hasn't changed, is that no like and trust is, is still what it was hundreds of years ago. And George Washington met Betsy Ross at church. There, was no phones, there was no cell phones. Their, their church pews were right next to each other. They got to know each other, like each other, and trust each other. Um, and we still, you know, you and I have gotten to know each other, like each other, and trust each other, you know. Um, now, we've never met in person, um, but we've had a lot of these conversations. I feel like I know you. If I were to meet you on the street or come down to Miami and meet you, um, don't come up here. It's getting cold. Uh, but um, 
I would feel like I know you. I wouldn't feel like, okay, I'm meeting this person for the first time. We just be like, the only thing I wouldn't know about you is how tall you are. That's all I wouldn't, you know, like, oh, wow, she's really tall or she's really short or whatever, you know, um, or that's exactly how I imagined. But, you know, we still need to develop the, the know, like, and trust. So I think what, I, I think what the internet has done, um, and there's a lot that falls under the heading of the internet, social media, um, certainly these Zoom calls, um, is it's just allowed us to connect with more people over longer distance. Um, I had a call last week with a friend of mine in Thailand. It was at seven o'clock at night. Uh, no, for me, it was eight o'clock. It was 7 a.m. for him. It's like there's only a small window of time we can communicate. Um, but we've become pretty good friends. And it's amazing, you know, through email, you know, I'll email him. And, you know, then the next day, my response is there. Um, so it's, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a neat thing. Um, but I, I don't know that it really changes anything. Um, it just allows us to really connect with lots of people over a, a long distance. Um maybe maybe change was the wrong word <laughs> yeah. but, so i would say in, in in my conversations with other business owners and and it, it's it, it's my my feeling as well I, I i agree with you that not much has changed um uh fundamentally but i i find that um the the absence of the face-to-face -face, um, is impactful because for mm -hmm. me, I think that when you're face-to-face um, -face with someone, you really get to know them a lot better <laughs> than, than when you're um, in the Zoom room. Um, I find that the the taking the relationship offline and into a, ver um, a more personal People tend to want to speak more freely, yeah. uh, get to know about their families, what their goals and dreams are, you know, and, and those insights kind of give you a better understanding of the person and therefore points you in different ways in which you can help them. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I, I mean, I can't. I, I had somebody reach out to me today wanting to talk. Um, and they, and I said, okay, how are we going to do this? He's like, well, just call my cell phone. And I just said, I'm, I'm not going to call your cell phone. I'm sending, we were doing this email back and forth. And I said, I'm going to send you a zoom link. You know, I mean, we, Hey, it's the 21st century. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's use it. Right. Um, and I guess I'm, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think compared to a phone call, I would rather zoom, um, anytime. I, I um, you know, someone invited me to uh, another networking platform and we were speaking about the same thing. And he, um, his, in his opinion, he thought that um, we were moving back into the, um, the more face-to-face, -face, um, in-person, you know, everybody in a room style of networking. Um, do you see that happening, Frank? Personally, I, in my opinion, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a hybrid of the two because yeah. there are a lot, the Zoom, the virtual networking is, uh, becomes more manageable for a lot of people. Yeah. 
um, and they have just clutched on to it because it's something you can do easily. It's convenient. Um, you can fill a lot of them into one day, um, but at the same time, you want to, um, after a while, the Zoom fatigue becomes real and yeah. you really get a chance to interact with people. Um, do you think, Frank, that it will ever go back to, to that? I, I know in your networking organization, most of your, your groups are in person. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think that it will um, be kind of sort of a hybrid of the two? It will just be majority virtual or will it slowly go back to the in-person way of networking? Well, I think, I think people are being more judicious with their time. They have, the, they have the ability to be more judicious with their time. And I am prone to, I had somebody the other day, hey, let's, let's have a cup of coffee. I'm like, you know, why don't we do a Zoom call? You're on the other side of town. You know, I'm here. It's 90 minutes, you know, and, you know, 30 minutes, we can really cover a lot of ground. And if we need to take that next step, we can always do that. Um, but as a first step, let's just do that. And it actually was very good because I got the, the person was on the phone, somebody I've known for a while, just reconnecting. Hey, Frank, I lost my job. I'm looking for some connections. Here's my resume. I'm like, oh, I can connect you to this person and this person. You know, so in 20 minutes, I'm like, you know, okay, Craig, I've got you set, right? I'm going to take care of you. If that had been 90 minutes, I still would have uncovered the same thing. It's just, it would not have been as a productive use of time. But, you know, back to your question, you know, will it go back, to, will it be majority Zoom or in-person? It's really going to depend. I, I find that people do like the in-person meetings, um, but some people also like the convenience of doing a Zoom meeting. Um, well, it's much like your chapter. I mean, it's a Zoom meeting and then you guys get together once a month or so. And kind of, you know, so it's hybrid from that standpoint. And I think that works. Um, what I see not working is the hybrid where half the people are in the room and the other half's online. I just don't see that working at all. It's, that is problematic. <laughs> it's very pro problematic. Um, so I don't know, it's, you know, we, we have an option now. I've used Zoom for years. I used it for two years prior to 2020 just to interview people on on uh, for my podcast. That was Zooming before COVID? Just for podcasts. That's huh? it. It was like this tool that could only use for one thing, podcasting. I never thought that I would have these sorts of meetings. Um, it just never really dawned on me. And now it's like, okay, I can see, you, we start to see lots of other applications to it. Um, so we're just kind of, you know, scratching the surface of what this can be. Awesome. Uh, I, I just want to say, Frank, I am so grateful I met you because if I had not, I would still be in this old style way of networking that is really counterproductive. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I appreciate meeting you too. I think it's, <laughs> it, it's been, I cannot tell you how my networking style and approach has changed since I've met you. Um, you posted a tip on LinkedIn about how, you know, when someone give you a business card, the most effect, the, the 
way to um, to work the business card per se. And I thought that was so genius. I mean, when I used to network the business card way, I would always um, put where I met the person, right. uh, what time, date, et cetera. So when I go back, I can see. But your approach goes a little even deeper. You know, make it a conversation piece, you know, how did how did you come to be in this business, et cetera, et cetera? Right. Don't just get a bunch of before the end of the night, everybody's got a stack of business cards that thick, and maybe most of them you'll never reconnect with again. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw in your um, profile, Frank, I was doing a little snooping, and you had this concept of a triad. Can you explain what that is and how beneficial that can be? Yeah, um, I, creating triads is just simply a matter of taking two people in your network that don't know each other and introducing them. Um, and it, I mean, it's very simple. It's a very simple thing to do. What some people will do, though, they try to be the go-between. You know, if you need this, let me know and I'll get you this. It's, you know, almost like they're a matchmaker. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think it's much easier to say, hey, you two should meet, like you and Tanya, right? Hey, I think you two should meet. Like you're both down in Miami. I both know you guys, right? I've met her once in person. I think you guys should know each other. I'm going to get the hell out of the way because the, I add no value to your relationship. You know, I just, I hinder it. And so people always say, well, geez, I have nothing to give my network. And I'm like, well, you do. If you have a network, you have something to give your network. And that is to give your network. In other words, just make an introduction of people that don't know each other. You don't have to figure out where it's going to go. I mean, I introduced you to Tanya and I really didn't know, you know, you're both nice people. You're both in Miami, both business people. What else do I need to know? You know, you'll figure it out. And, uh, and you have, um, and I see a lot of that happening. And so I just, you know, I, I'm continually trying to make triads, trying to continually connect people that don't know each other and just let them figure it out. Yeah. I'm interested by the way, in becoming part of a triad. I think that would be a fascinating thing to do, you know, because from one triad comes a second and a third and a fourth, if you're, you know, connecting people in the right way. Yeah. So uh, this has been a really great um, interview, Frank, and I thank you so much for being here. I want to ask you, um, floor is yours, um, if you were in a room of entrepreneurs, and these are, I asked you the question earlier about a new entrepreneur, but for um, people who are already in business um, and the event they're looking to transform their business in terms of networking how what what's the what's a good way for them to do that well i don't know that the answer changes i you know i get this question all the time i say get involved get involved with the community find a way to help people you know it you know it goes it goes back to what you said early on in describing foundational networking become the person you want to network with Everybody wants to go out. They want to go to events. They want to meet that, the champion, right? To name another book, right? They want to meet the champion. Yeah. And that's the whole premise of that book is that you are the champion. You can't control what other people are doing for you, but you can control what you do for other people. Um, and 
you know, and, and so, you know, getting involved in the community, getting involved in that room you're in, I'm, you know, I know that person, I know that person, I'm going to introduce them. Um, and and it, it, it comes back to you. Awesome. Uh, so I'm going to uh, have you, Frank, say, um, how do you think, how do you influence people best? I always ask this question at the end of every interview I do. How do you feel your influence helps um, those you come in contact with? Well, I think the best way we influence people is just by our example. Um, you know, certainly like through COVID, just being just being strong, courageous, and just you know what, yeah, this this stinks, but um, you know what what choice do we have? Um, you know, and it's I think that's the I think that's the best way we influence people and. You know, I, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever, okay, that person, I'm going to do this or that. It's just, I just try to be me and try to be the best version of me. And I'm telling you right now, it's not a perfect version, but it's just the best version I have. And I do make mistakes, um, but put forth the best version. And then people can kind of pick and choose the things that matter most to them. Awesome. Well, as I said before, Frank, it's been a pleasure having you. Um, you. Is there anything you would like to share with the audience about how they can connect with you um, further, um, whether by email, social media? Um, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, you know, everybody everybody communicates in their own way. If people want to go to frankagan.com, that's kind of a central hub for me. My email's there. My LinkedIn's there. Facebook's there. Um, I'm not, I don't think my phone number's on there, but you know, one of those ways, just reach out to me and uh, I'm pretty easy to find. I don't think there's many Frank Agans. It's like Salome Chung. I mean, it's just not a lot of them. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's been um, to the audience. I thank you so much for being here today. Um, and if you're like me, I certainly um, learned a lot from Frank today and I know you did as well. Uh, if you're new to this uh, channel, please subscribe. Uh, hit, you know what to do. Hit the notification bell and like the, um, the episode. Um, share with your friends and family. And uh, I hope that you guys will come back again to the Prison Force School of Small Business for the next episode. Um, and I can't wait to see you then. Um, have a great day. Thank you.